0: the Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ, according to Mark. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. For truly, I tell you, whoever gives a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose the reward. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and to go to hell to the unquenchable fire." And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and to be thrown into hell, where their worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if salt has lost its saltiness, How can you season it? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. The Gospel of the Lord. It's a very odd ending to this reading that we've just heard from the Gospel of Mark. And I want to ponder that with you today. For everyone will be salted with fire. Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. Um, Many of you know, and and I know many of you, I don't know many of you, but just a little bit about myself. Um, The last seven years I have been serving uh, different parishes around our diocese for interim or um, uh, priest-in-charge times. And I've just left, uh, a month ago, St. Francis Church in Nevada where I served for three years. The first of those churches that I served, and I actually served at Nativity in San Rafael for 15 years as its rector. So I've been, I'm an old Marinite and I've been around forever. So um, I'm glad, and I've been here and I'm glad to see many of you. I want to tell you a story about St. Timothy's in Danville, uh, where I served for two years as the interim rector. As soon as I got to St. Timothy's, I started calling them the salty Christians. And it was mostly because it was very apparent that everyone there had an opinion about everything. Now, as we know, and as, we, as I quickly learned there, when you're able to kid with people and tease them and poke them, that's a sign of a healthy congregation. So I started calling them the Salty Christians, and I continued that, and I'll have a little ending story after my brief words about St. Timothy's as well. The thing that was remarkable about St. Timothy's after going around to various churches in the diocese was that um, everybody had an opinion and mainly everyone got along with each other. The congregation got along with each other. It didn't mean that there weren't uh, hearty discussions about things. It didn't mean that sometimes people didn't have arguments about things. But what it showed me that the health of the congregation was, um, was very evident, and it was evident in that ability for everyone to have their own opinion. Um, So I I want to talk with us uh, this morning, and I believe that about our Savior, too. I hear wonderful things. I'm so glad to be with you today. What A healthy congregation in the diocese, a beautiful thing. So I want to ponder with you today this last line um, of this reading, for everyone will be salted with fire. So what I'd like to do, and um, I don't know if... Brother Richard Edward does this, but we'll do it today. I'd love to have you just shout out, you know, the first thing that occurs to you about salt. So what I would like to do here is create together um, part of of our homily this morning and just share with each other what we know about salt. What do we know about salt? You add it to have flavor. We have to have it for flavor. It's a preserve. What else? Hypertension. Hypertension. Oh, yes. I knew someone was... Yes, thank you. Exactly right. Hypertension. What else? It dissolves. Say again. Sodium chloride. That's right. Yep, exactly right. It can be corrosive. That's right. What else? Makes you thirsty. I'm going to go to the congregation choir. (laughs) <laughs> it melts ice someone at eight o'clock said that, and i I'm obviously a west coaster. I didn't know that, but right it melts ice. What else? it enhances yes preservative it's It's ancient form of payment as a salary. in fact, I learned this week that. The word salary comes from the word salt. Salary comes from the, the etymology of the word. What else? What else? Anything else that comes to you about salt? Say again? In the ocean. It's in the ocean. Desalinization plants, right? We need some. Assists heart attacks. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear dear. Say again? Your heart couldn't function without it. It Leg cramps, muscle cramps, beautiful. So I want you to know about salt and our Savior. Uh, For those of you who um, tend to the altar and serve behind the scenes back here, this morning we made holy water together to put in the font, and we put salt in it, a little pinch. It's very traditional, as I was mentioning to Dana. Most churches don't do that, but the uh, and some do. So you have a beautiful jar of rock salt, and you, as we're blessing the water, we put a little pinch of salt in the water. That originally was understood to be an exorcism, And to purify the water. So we used salt here this morning. So this is beautiful. Perfect. Salt is so ubiquitous and so important in so many ways. And it has a rich history as you've just helped us understand. For everyone will be salted with fire. So the story gets even more complicated because fire is added. I wonder if you know a wonderful Methodist preacher and artist named Jan Richardson. If you don't know her, you should know her. She's written many books. And one of the books that she wrote that I love the most is called The Painted Prayer Book. And uh, she, unfortunately, my, all my devices malfunctioned this morning. I wanted to bring you a picture of this painting called Salted by Fire. It's a beautiful, red, fiery Painting, and so she. But what I want to share with you is the commentary that uh, that she wrote about this. And she talked about as she was painting this painting, which is titled "Salted with Fire." She thought about pottery, and she thought it about she thought about how the potter, when the uh, piece goes into the kiln, can throw some salt into the kiln, and that changes in some way. Uh, the texture of the ceramic. And I I bet there may be people in here that do that and know about that. Um, She says it this way, which I think her words are beautiful. She says, blessed by the intention and focus that the potter brings, the salt will make a way for the wild beauty that will come. I love that, because, you know, you throw it in and you know it will be beautiful, but you can't imagine how it will be. So... So just as we've just done with salt, also tell me, help me create the, um, what our understanding about fire is. I mean, of course, I live in Nevada. We had that scary fire in Lucas Valley a couple of weeks ago. I, I have not been that terrified in a long time. So those, we, live, we live by the fire. But let's think about the element of fire. Just give me the same. Let's let the congregation choir. We're going to let the congregation. <laughs> let's let the congregation. I can say this to the choir. They, they get it. They're salty. They're salty. They're, so let's... What, what can, they're fiery, too. Let's, let's shout out some things we know about fire. Hot. Hurts. Purifies. Cooks. Say again? Heat. Destroys. Beautiful. Warming. Warming. Glowing, yes, brightens our room in the dark, it lights our way, yes. Um, So salt, thank you very much, so salt and fire, two such basic vital elements, and the scripture tells us everyone will be salted with fire. Now, I have to say, there are not very many sermons preached on this because I don't think people know what to make of it. But we love a challenge, don't we? Um, so I've really been thinking this week as I've been preparing to come with you, what can I say about the gospel? What, what is the good news that we take away from this? And here's my takeaway. So try this on and see if it, if it fits for you. I hope, it, I hope it will. See if it fits our Savior. That... In this most difficult time, of really, of our lives, the pandemic, um, the world, the, our country, um, everything, the migration crisis on our borders, I mean, we could go on and on, climate change, fires. Um, in this most difficult time, that being salted with fire and the directive to have salt in ourselves, somehow directs us to be communities of people, a community of people, a a diocese, a deanery, the church of our Savior, to have these attributes that we have just spoken about. In other words, not to be shy and retiring, to be bold, spicy, um, dangerous. I'm not sure I've ever said that in church before, that we want to be dangerous, but... That is the that is the what I, what I mean to say is that we need to risk right, we need to risk everything, for the sake of the gospel. And so these attributes of salt and fire are the are the direction that this gospel is giving us. It's the only way forward. Nothing less will do. People will, at the beginning of the pandemic, well, you know. Famous scholars and various people were writing about how would it be that we would make it through these next couple of years? What people are just starting to write about now is what will we do now that everything's changed? Everything has changed. We're worshiping separated from each other with the doors open, our masks on. I mean, we are only receiving communion one time. You, you know, it goes on and on. It's, it's Everything is changing and has changed. So I think that like the people that I found at St. Timothy's, my prayer for our Savior, and frankly my prayer for all of our churches in Marin, is that we are going to take advantage of this time. We're going to be bold. It requires, we've, already, we've already shown that we're amazing at change. That old phrase that we used to say in the church, you know, we've never done it this way. We, we, we can't even say that anymore. And we have lived into that we can't we don't do that, it, we, we've always done it this way, because it changes week by week. The choir was telling me, I mean, things change, as you know, every day. So that's my takeaway for you, and that's my good news. And I, I wonder if you will ponder that and think about whether that makes sense for our Savior, that, um, that this idea about being salted with fire is as the picture, and I really hope you'll go online and look, Jan Richardson's, find that painting. It's a beautiful painting um, and just gaze upon that. Um, I can't help but tell one other little story from St. Timothy's in Danville. Now, normally, and I, uh, any priest worth their salt, would never disclose a pastoral meeting. But the following story was told at the parishioner's funeral at the insistence of her family, so I get to tell it. A wonderful woman named Fern Fiak. She was a stalwart parishioner. She was an architect, and if you've ever been to the Storm King Art Center in New York, she and her husband, her husband was a landscape architect, and they designed that sculpture garden. She designed the buildings, he designed the gardens. It's, it, it, if you ever go to New York, upstate New York, it's an incredible place to go. Storm King Art Center. Fern was dying. And so at 4 o'clock in the morning, I was at Fern's home with two Eucharistic ministers on the floor where she was lying. Her caregiver had called us, and we were giving her last rites. She was a devout Episcopalian. We had our water, we had our incense, we had our prayer books. We were doing it, we were doing last rites in a way that I think I probably never have done last rites before. So as the prayer ended, there was that beautiful, holy silence that there usually is. Fern opened her eyes and said, it didn't work. (laughs) And we told the family the story, and they said, you have to tell, that is Fern. She was a salty person, they said. She was a salty person. So... um, May we all be salty Christians. May this congregation figure out to, how to describe itself as a salty congregation, beginning with the salt in the sacristy. I'm going to end my brief words with some, a prayer that Jan Richardson has written. It's, calling a, it's called The Blessing of Salt and Fire. And so in this season, may we give ourselves to the fire, that shows us what is elemental and sacramental, that reveals what remains after all that does not have substance or savor falls away. May we turn our eyes, our ears, our hands to the beauty for which we were formed and bear with grace the patterns that blossom upon us who live salted and singed. 388 Search for us online or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org We wish you God's peace and we hope to greet you in person very soon.